I think we live in an era now where the British press, the tabloid press, are commentators. All through COVID, Boris Johnson, his 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 era being a prime example, it was just common commentary, 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 negative commentary all the way through. No solution. Yep. No alternative. Just constant, constant negative press all the time. How do you think? It, do you think that stuff should be allowed? Well, we have a free press here, don't we? And this is where the whole Russia debate can come back in because they don't. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of what gets, and I'm not going to pretend to know the ins and outs of Russian press or Russian TV, but they don't have a free press. And a lot of stuff that is reported or covered um, almost has to be, uh, for want of a better phrase, signed off by somebody else, you know? Here we have a free press. So unless you're breaking the law, unless you're naming somebody who uh, sort of has been embargoed by a judge or, or whatever, you can say what you like, you can print what you like. Yeah. Well, I think that comes with huge risk and dangers anyway. Um, for example, I've always believed that uh, we should have a similar system. I believe... It's Australia and some other nations. I could be wrong on Australia, but um, they they adopt the same principle when it's in Supreme Guilty. Arguably, that's not the case in this country anymore because as soon as the press get hold of it, it's printed. I mean, let's let's take something like uh, Benjamin Mendy, for example, who uh, was accused of rape, multiple cases of rape. Well, as soon as the press got hold of his name... Negative, negative, negative commentary. Yeah. And people take that and make their mind up before it's even got to court. Now, all right, we're not in the court and we're not hearing every shred of evidence, but what has been reported since it's been in court makes you question, well, hold on a second. How are they able to do the, uh, this? This is this is questionable evidence at best. It's quite a a lot of blame. It's got to be towards social media. Oh, 100%. With it as well, because you... Sometimes news news are behind the social media. Someone has got a story somewhere, and they will they'll they'll tell it how they want to tell it. They want to tell it with the most impact to get the most tweets or retweets. Yeah. Um, and then a news a news company will go to them and go, "Oh, like where's your source?" Blah blah blah. And you can you can say anything these days, and anything gets brought. And the the effect of printing something that's incorrect does on someone has is is nowhere comparable in terms of the apology that they also print. Yeah. On it, on scales, it'd be a one. It'd be a one to ten scenario. So the, the 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 sorry we got it wrong is a one, but the fact you're on the paper as as a, an adulterer, a rapist, a, um, an attacker, or whatever you want to say, that's it. Done for life. The problem the problem with this is as well is uh, even for people that do something wrong, no matter what industry you're in, whether you're a celebrity or not. It, your story gets so much coverage, negative coverage, for weeks, months, some in some cases years, if it keeps coming back into the public spotlight over and over again. And then at the end of it, whether you're innocent, guilty, whether you apologise or not, the portion of coverage that you get for that apology... Absolutely nothing. Is, the next media storm's taking place. Yeah, exactly. The, because um, it's not negative. When you apologise, that is seen as... Uh, regardless of what your crime is or, or what you've done wrong or what you said that was um, out of context or whatever it might be, an apology is, is, is a positive step. So no one cares. 
I mean, the, uh, you, the probably one of the biggest ones is the News of the World phone hacking scandal. Yeah. Saw the saw the, the Sunday paper. It's only a Sunday paper as well. Just end. But then the birth of the sun on Sunday came. So there, there's nothing. There's, everyone just moved over to the positions. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, came from the same yeah. um, news company. Anyway, yeah. so they just replaced one with the other. Moved Still the a red top. It's, yeah, yeah, it's... Um, it is it's, it's it's damaging. It's it's incredibly damaging, and by no way, if anyone like has been attacked and that sort of stuff, people should get what they what's coming to them and and that sort of stuff. But no one, everyone's quick to say be kind. Everyone's quick to say don't judge, but everyone's quick to do both of those mm. things, like not be kind and and, and to judge. It's a uh, it's a really difficult it, social media. I think for me is the one of the worst um, platforms. That needs to be, you need accountability needs to be held. Yeah. Twitter is gonna become either the greatest or it will just tank because no one want to be on it. It's gonna become vulgar. It's gonna become almost you. You, you can't. You, you, anything goes on Twitter. Anything goes on Twitter, um, unless you're some high political politician who um, who they go against. Which for me, I agree. They should, certain people should be banned. But you're not banning everyone under the same category, which is which is very weird. But for me, the accountability needs to be done. How they do that? ID, government issued IDs. You've got it already. People know who you are. You're signing up. You put an email over. Like why not? Why not? If you've got nothing to hide, and if, if you want to go this whole oh, but then everyone's going to be following me. The government's going to be following me. These conspiracies, absolutely fine. But you carry around a phone in your pocket. Which every app, I know Apple now, and I don't know about Samsung, but they have this thing where it's ask not to track. That's absolutely fine. But you're telling me you've uninstalled absolutely every app and then reinstalled it. So nothing tracks you at all. You're telling me that you, when you call someone, you don't understand how the GPS works with the signals. Like you, you can be tracked anywhere you go. Like So by putting in your ID on Twitter because you think the government's going to be watching you, believe me, Carol, sorry, Carol, if your name's Carol out there, the government's not going to know when you want to go down to your local shop to buy bread and milk. That's not what they're after. They're after genuine stuff. Like They're not going to be tracking you when you're going down the pub getting smashed every weekend and then go back in the building and start on a Monday. They're not going to be doing that. They're going to be using it for the right way. The ones you want to watch out for is advertising. Yeah. The government don't sell your data for advertising. Now, the, um, I know sometimes at Apple and that, they can share information. That's depending on the policies and terms of issues you tick to. But um, advertising is like, I will go into uh, uh, a, a Wilkinson's or something like that. Or if I'm in London and I walk past the shop and I say, oh, look, there's, there's Harrods or something like that. And then you check your phone and you go onto a social media or you go onto anything harrods christmas sales on now or whatever it is and it's almost like how on earth has that been done yeah and it's probably the location it's probably not me it's, it's that's what it's picked up is the location of it and that's because at some point i've agreed with google or whoever it might be that they can track it yeah but they that is that the whole tracking the whole accountability side of things i think we need to step up with if we want the advancements we need to be accountable for our own actions and if you can't agree to put your passport which you've got to use to get out of the country anyway so that's on a government system already you've got a passport so you're already on the government system your um uh provisional or your driving license or anything like that onto a site like that then it's either you don't trust them or you've got something to hide and either way you don't use it you don't trust them or you don't use it you've got something to hide yeah i remember uh quite recently actually snapchat did an update where uh, if you, I believe, if you clicked on someone's Bitmoji on the Snap Map, 
Uh, it gave you their location, and you could hit directions. It would take to Google Maps, and That's you could crazy. walk. See, however, however, you say it's crazy, but I pointed out to the person who told me, who won't be named, I said to them, but before that update was done, Snap Maps still existed. Yeah. Bitmoji still existed. You so although you in. couldn't... Exactly. You could pinch the screen, yeah. zoom straight in, it gave you the street name, although you might not get a house number... If you go into any street, I could zoom in on that snap map and yeah. go one, two, three, four. It's the seventh yeah. house in on the left. I could yeah. find you anyway. So this stuff's been going on for years, just under a different umbrella. They've just made it easier. It's always been there. It's just been made easier. One one question that I think fits under the story very well is: Do you think people are more conscious of how exposed they are and don't like it? Or do you think people don't like, ha, sorry, have got more to, to kind of hide nowadays? Because there's for years, you've been able to, to been able to ping a phone, like police have been able to ping a phone and track it, and it's not been an issue. But I'd say with COVID and with everything else and all these conspiracy theories coming up, do you think it's that people have got more to hide or that they genuinely didn't know anything about it and it's all coming to light now? I think it's a combination of both, but I think there's a third element. And I think the third element is herd mentality. And we live in a culture now where if there is enough of a backing or enough of following or you can get enough people to retweet or repost or, or whatever on any social media platform and you get enough people behind something, if you're lucky enough yeah. for it to hit the news, whether locally, regionally or nationally... Everyone jumps on the bandwagon. They might not even understand what it is. And I'll use Brexit as a prime example. Loads of people didn't really understand what it was about, what they were voting for. There was a lot of scandals and lies and things that came out of it. I won't go into huge detail, but that's a prime example. So with something like, um, let's use the snap maps, for example, uh, and, and locations, I think there is a degree, there'll be a group of people who, who don't want be followed or picked up for a reason whatever that reason might be it might be criminal it might not there'll be the group of people you refer to um who may fear being tracked or uh could potentially be like conspiracy theorists and the government are tracking me everywhere i go everything i do every conversation um, i remember when alexas and things like that started coming onto the market people they're listening to everything i say they're listening to all my conversations everything's been recorded well, it has to, if you want what, you bought it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want one, it's going to have to listen to what you yeah. say because it needs to wait for you to say Alexa and then ask it a question. If you don't want that to happen, don't buy one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you'd have the third group of people who I think have just jumped on the bandwagon, don't really know what the whole tracking thing is about, don't really know, uh, because they might not want to and that's fine. Yeah. But because they've heard so many people negatively because they've yeah. seen so much on social media possibly the national press and and the news as well they now believe that they're being followed yeah they don't know why they don't know how because everybody's talking about it it must be true this is something that frustrates me when and it happens with family with friends someone says oh did you see um that thing on facebook or or whatever about such and such and i'm like no, I, I, I don't have social media anyway, but I haven't heard about that. Well, well um, yeah, it was on Facebook. Here's the story. And I'm like, 
just because on Facebook doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. I actually happen to know that I, I can I could name examples now. I, I won't go into detail for fear of naming people, but where that's happened, I'm like, but I know, like I was there, or yeah. I know that person, and I spoke to them two days ago, and that Everyone just because it's on Facebook doesn't mean it happened. But people are now we now live in the world where they go, oh my god, look at that. Yeah. Every, doesn't mean it's true. Every, I think I, there was one line I read once, and it was along the lines of everyone is a journalist. Everyone can be a journalist now because you can write anything and put yep. it out there. There was an example of what you just said. Obviously, on a bigger scale, uh, recently hashtag Trump is dead was trending. Now, Sky News picked it up and it said like, why? and it was like, why is hashtag Trump is dead when he's not dead? And obviously it was through his political career and obviously everything that's going on with him at the moment. But it's just an example. Like if, if someone goes on there, someone quite naively who doesn't kind of um, get that it could mean something else, um, goes on there and goes on to Discovery on Twitter, and they scroll up, and they see Trump is dead. They're now going to go tell a few people. They're yeah. going to text someone. They're not going to look into it. Put the news on. Oh, why isn't reporting that Trump isn't dead? What was going on? Maybe, maybe it's unconfirmed. Like, what's happened? Has he been shot? And it, they just start thinking, and then they discuss it, and then, and then someone else calls them, and then they go, oh, have you seen that Trump's dead? And the other danger with that is, because there's nothing on TV yet, and I don't know what's going on, someone that you retweet, and then you start speaking to people on social media and it picks up more following and then those people do the same thing yeah. and that's why you end up with something trending that isn't true because people are then trying to find out people are nosy what's going on I personally I don't have social media don't care yeah. doesn't bother me I prefer to watch or read something like Sky News or BBC News and deal with the facts I don't care about all this bullshit that goes on on social media and, and all this trending stuff and hashtags, because you don't know what's true. I think the biggest difference between writ, um, print and, and digital media, in terms of typing rather than, than seeing them on a, on a screen, is that if a Sky News person, for example, tells a story and it's false, they have to go on that screen again, apologise and continue. Yeah. Now, if I type something in a column, in a paper, or on a website, I'm sorry, it was wrong. That's it. There's no embarrassment there. Yeah. It's, it's so simple. It's so simple to, to, um, to get, get over. And that's it. On to the next thing. The next public article, the next one goes, next one goes. Yeah. And off you go. Off you pop. Yeah. Well, I, I don't read the papers um, or use any of their websites. I, I watched, I know this is something we've discussed, discussed off air before, um, the Leveson Inquiry, I think it's the Leveson Inquiry. Chilcott was the Iraq Inquiry, wasn't it? Yes. John yeah, yeah. Chilcott. So it was the Lord Leveson Inquiry, which was the phone hacking scandal, the news of the world, and Rachel Brooks, and all... all this, is, uh, this is when David Cameron was in power, because I, I remember him giving evidence as well. So as did John Major, Gordon Brown, Tony Blair. Anybody that could have potentially been... Exposed. In power, yeah. exposed, or involved, was interviewed in government, or previous governments. The more I watched it, uh, the more it went on, the more that came out, it, I was just astonished that uh, how few people got prosecuted, how few people got off in court, uh, how many people got off in court, sorry, and how little press legislation and law was changed as a result. Because what Lord Leveson actually recommended wasn't implemented in full. And I remember at the time... Uh, when he released his report and his recommendations, David Cameron actually stood up. You can find it on YouTube. 
um, in the Commons and said, basically, we need to review it, um, but we don't wholeheartedly agree with the recommendations. Of course, yeah. Because they, their stance at the time was, well, we have a free press, we want to maintain that. He wasn't taking that away. He was saying, you can keep a free press, but you're going to have to do something about it, because otherwise this will happen again. It was disgraceful, and I'm afraid I've got no time for the British press um, as a result of that, and, and things that have happened since, which, you know, I'm not going to go into huge detail about it, but I don't read it, I don't follow it, and I won't ever read it. I've got no time for it at all. We, I, we obviously spoke, I mentioned about the accountability, and I think they've got to be accountable as well, and they've got to have more repercussions. Um, they get, they're allowed to print every day, seven days a week, um, like you said, whatever they like, and the, the inside... They've all got political motivations, which is absolutely fine, because whatever you do, you can argue anyone is going to make a biased decision, whatever it might be, whether it's their belief in something, well, there's something in there while you're going over to that side, whether it's hot, whether you, it's fact, you don't know for certain. If two people have told you two different things, you don't know for certain that it's fact. Um, and, yeah, the, I feel that the accountability needs to be higher, um, and I feel like it would make them think more. If I go and publish a story... Um, which is which is completely false. Why does that make it okay if I now apologise for it publicly? Yeah. It's already it out should there. Should be yeah, it's done. The yeah. damage is done. So now, why am I not gonna? You 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 claimed that. So unless you've been completely led down the garden path by someone, or I've got five sources that said X, Y, and Z did this, and this happened, and this all gonna come out in the press, like print it first, and nothing happens. There's no evidence of anything at all. Now, if that's not the case, or the person who did that there should be some punishment for them because they have now misled someone on a mass scale, which is damning. Like um, uh, defamatory comments, I think are only civil at the moment in this country, um, civilly able to, to be caught, trialled. I think on some scales, they should definitely be criminal. I think in recent history, a prime example of this was Cliff Richard. Yeah. Who was dragged into the whole... When the Jimmy Savile scandal kicked off, yeah. uh, which was deplorable of course, um, and it was it was obviously rightly investigated, but people were dragged into that who were absolutely nothing to do with it. He was a prime example. So his house was raided by the police, which was aired live on TV. Now, for that to be aired live on TV, someone's tipped them off. Yep. We won't get into that. And that was the, um, that was the BBC that aired it. Yep. No one else. No one yep. else had so the who, So who tipped them off? Would have had to be the police, surely. Yeah. Won't get into that. Um... He wasn't even there at this point. Either. He wasn't even there. He was in another country. And they knew if that. I recall, if I recall, he was in another country. He was in Portugal. Yeah, yeah. Um, now the only way that he saved his reputation, and rightly so, because he deserved to maintain his reputation, was by spending a lot of his own money to sue. Uh, he sued the police. He sued the BBC. Yeah. There may have been others as well, um, and I'll, I'll happily be corrected on that. But it was definitely the police and the BBC. Um, and was rightfully vindicated of any wrongdoing. And if I recall, I know we're going back a few years, the police actually had to come out and make a statement and say... Straight after the trial, I yeah, believe it was done. Yeah. yeah. Um, that we were wrong, basically, and you know he's completely innocent. He, a lot of damage was done to his reputation at the time. I remember the social media crap. I remember the, the press crap. We've already spoke about the tabloid press. But he he's an example of someone who managed to mostly save their reputation but because he can afford to and that's the point I'm getting to he can afford to do it and there are a lot of people, people can't the, the just a general member of the public in the street who is falsely accused of a crime yeah. or um, 
accused of, it might not even be a crime, something they might have said or, or, or whatever. If they haven't got the money to defend themselves or maintain their reputation, you could damage that person for a considerable amount of time, if not for the rest of their life. Well, I mean, civilly, to get, the, to get the case even looked at, to see if you've got a case to go against, you're talking two to £5,000, depending on how good the law you want. Yep. And that's just for them to go, you're probably not going to win, so there's no point. What's that going to do? Yeah. With the, obviously, with the Clinton, there are still people out there as well. Like you say, he's got all that money, and there are still people out there, the people um, all, all over the world, who will go, oh, well, he's always been a bit of a questionable person. But that doesn't mean he's done anything wrong. Yep. He's just liked to keep his, his life quiet, private. The, the danger with um, people characterising people like that, like you say, is, yeah, somebody, somebody might be seen as a bit weird... Um, a bit friendly with a certain group of people in society or, or yeah. whatever the case may be. So people, then someone from that makes an accusation for whatever reason, whatever their motive might be. Yeah. And then people do what you said. Well, he's always been a bit questionable. He's always liked... They've been married. He's always liked he's never, yeah. men or whatever the accusation might be. That, that, that's just one example. Um, it's wrong. I think even um, um, when Philip Schofield came out as gay, he, he said it perfectly then, at the time. A lot of people who he said would go, oh, I always knew, I always, I always knew that. And he's thinking, well, how did you know? Because, like, I wasn't 100% sure myself. It's just that people don't understand the power of what their words can do to people. And I know that some people just don't think, and that's fine, but that's your problem, not mine. So if you can't think, don't talk. If you can't think and you can't deal with the consequences, don't talk. I think I saw, um, maybe this person probably would, but Piers Morgan had a vegan on his show the other day and he ended the interview by going, well, you know what? He goes, you can't tell me what to do. And he then had someone bring in a Big Mac and chips and he ate the Big Mac in front of them. He goes, I'm going to eat meat. So to me, thinking about it, is he going to be at home with his wife, have an argument and then do something in front of her which completely is going to be against what she just said? Probably, maybe, maybe a Piers Morgan... Probably not. You'd like to think no. So why is he doing that? It's because that's the character he's portraying. That's the person who he has become publicly known as. Let's not forget, talking about tabloid press previously, that he used to be an editor yeah. in the tabloid press. So he's got that mentality. He's got that attitude of, I'll do what I want, and there's no recourse. Yeah. He was interviewed in the Leveson Inquiry, by the way. I remember rightly, and I know it's on YouTube, and I'm... Because that's why he yes. went to America, didn't he? I am right. I am right in, in what I'm visualised in my head. So he, he, I believe he was at home or something. So he, he was interviewed virtually for the inquiry by one of the QCs and, and Lord Leveson, who was obviously presiding over it. And so he obviously had, like, he had the camera facing him and he was in what looked like a dining room. He was sat at a big table, loads of paperwork in front of him. And I remember for the, about 75% of the questions he was being asked... He was um, brushing things off, answering a different question, not not being straight. And Lord Levson had to say to him, in as many words, I'm getting annoyed now. Yeah. We need to get to the bottom of what is going on. And they, they were asking him about phone hacking. Um, and they were asking him about one of the phones in particular. It might have been Millie Dowler from memory. That could be wrong. Um, the video is certainly worth a watch. It's certainly worth a watch because... I never had a particularly high opinion of him anyway, but after watching that portion of the inquiry, I just thought, what an arsehole. Well, considering you... what they've been accused of, considering what's already gone down, considering what has already come out in the inquiry before you're interviewed, and that's your attitude. 
going back to it, and I'll finish on this if, if that's all right. Going back to, so I mentioned Andrew Tate, so I'll finish yeah. um, what I was saying. It's very we're on interesting the Morgan. So um, I have my own view on Andrew Tate. I, I, I take the stance with anything, anybody, any story, any human being. If something starts kicking off in the press, uh, and I'll normally pick it up from um, a mainstream outlet, as I've said, I don't, I don't read the papers and, and stuff like that. Or somebody might mention something to me, a family or friend, have you seen this? I want to have a look at it myself. I want to read it myself. And if there's something to be viewed, a YouTube video, you, Andrew Tate being a prime example, he's got plenty of stuff out there. And there was all this, these things... Had. Had. had plenty all of these allegations <laughs> coming out about him. So I, I, I said to the person who told me, uh, I'll look for myself. I'd heard all this negative stuff about him. And the person who told me said, well, actually... Um, I think he's a good person. Um, he's, he's not a misogynist. He actually respects women and he's done loads for women's charities and et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, well, these are two completely disparaging stories. They yeah. they are opposite ends of the scale. I want to find out for myself. And I actually said to him, um, you know, leave it with me for a few days and I'll, I'll find time to... I'm, in, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I want to know what this guy is about. So one of the first things I watched was the Andrew Tate interview on... Talk TV with Piers Morgan, who didn't give Andrew Tate an opportunity an opportunity to speak. Yeah. He would ask him a question and then cut him off when Andrew Tate didn't give the answer that Piers Morgan wanted. Now, he's got his favourites. You mentioned Donald Trump. There's interviews that are freely available for people to watch on YouTube with Donald Trump and Piers Morgan, where it's a much more mild-mannered interview. They're clearly very friendly with each other. They're laughing, joking through the interview sometimes. He's not attacking him. He's not pushing him like he does with a lot of other people interviews. So I watched this interview with Andrew Tate, and he pushed him on the whole misogyny, uh, misogyny thing, and um, the fact that he'd been accused of uh, striking one of his ex-partners, I think it was. If it wasn't, it was a female anyway, yeah. um, which is, uh, of, of course, that's wrong. Um, and every time, I was getting pissed off watching it, because I wanted to hear Andrew Tate's answer. I'm trying to form my own opinion of this person, and I can't because you're not letting him speak. Yeah. So I had to try my best. A lot of it's been taken down, of course. But I, I had to try my best to find some of this evidence, if you like, myself, to sort of say, well, you know, this is what I think. I've, I've watched this. I've heard this. This is what I think. Um, I'll, I, there wasn't really enough, to be honest, that is still out there at that time. We're going back probably about a month for me to, to, to form my own opinion. Um, as a result, I don't really know enough about him to say I don't like him. I do like him. I think he did do it. I don't think he did it. Well, he is a former MMA, yes, um, star. Yeah. If you'd like to use yeah. the term, I think at the moment it's quite difficult, like you say, because a lot of it's been taken down. Um, so you're going to be reading collated journalistic reviews of him, um, and that just tells you what he's done or what he's been accused of. Um, I remember seeing I, I, until he got banned. I had no idea what his name was. I, I know of him. I know of who the person is. I didn't know his name was Andrew Tate. I remember seeing videos and I thought quite obnoxious, quite like very much of the reason why people, why I would say depression and suicide has increased with social media. He is the reason. Mm. or he, Not him personally, but his kind of character is the reason. But um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, um, I think we're just going to name any company on this podcast, any person. So absolutely fine with me. Um, Stephen Bartlett's diary of a CEO he says he follows loads of people 
but he mutes them because he doesn't want to see what they're doing. But he follows them because he feels like he needs to follow them because they're family or a friend or they followed him and their business and that sort of stuff. But he mutes them because he doesn't, he's not interested in their content. So I think if you mute a certain number, especially Instagram now, I think it's the biggest one because people can just scroll and look at videos. Yeah. Um, I think Facebook at some point comes to an end. Instagram, I don't think it does. It just keeps them going and going and going. Um, arguably, obviously, they're the same, near enough the same platform anyway these days. Um, but you can mute people who you don't want. So I think I follow maybe 45 people. And I, I can be honest, I, I haven't moved anyone because they're people who I want to follow. But if, I fo- if someone follows me and I, they're in front of me, it's that awkward moment where to go, oh, you expect them to follow back or you, put your, or you put your data off so then so it doesn't ping up. Oh, it hasn't come through, yeah, I'll, I'll do it later. But it's that, it's that thing of, um, you, you can, you, there is that argument you can do that. But obviously with Andrew Tate, I'd seen his videos, I'd seen loads of stuff on the discovery and that sort of stuff, which says to me, it's probably an algorithm. It's not Instagram going, all right, let's put Andrew Tate up there. Um, it's an algorithm that does it automatically. But they were allowing him to be exposed to people for, for months on end, saying the same things. He said and said and said the same things. And again, is it freedom of speech? I don't know. Is, is it globally, freedom of speech is very, very different. So um, I, I could be completely wrong, but I don't think China has got Facebook and, and that. Um, I think their officials might have, yeah. but that's pretty the extent of it. Um, and I think, depending on how Twitter now goes, I, I genuinely believe that within the next, by the end of this decade in the UK, there will be a social media um, unit which review every social media and if they are if they are um, re- reliable, if they're re- if they're being responsible. So if they're responsible for the power that they have, because they are in a very authoritative figure I- I- in people's world. And if you're allowing people like Andrew Tate on your platform to be exposed to people who live in this country, they don't want to be exposed to that. Uh, Twitter has got everything on. You could watch anything on it. I've, I've seen some horrific videos on Twitter, but just scrolling, mm. by just scrolling, because someone's put a word on there like um, uh, about Boris or something like that, or although you put correct up there and it goes up. Anyone put anything on Twitter, and it's um, it's the it's a good the good side of it, but it's not. It's also the, the bad side, and it's 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 very damaging. <laughs>